0: Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. I feel like I need to call this podcast in the wardrobe because that's where I record my episodes where it's just me. Anyway, Today, I want to talk about how we need to be connecting with ourselves before we can learn to connect with others. So what does it mean to connect with ourselves? Well, we need to look after our body, our mind, our heart and our soul if we really want to become connectable. People who haven't connected with themselves can be a bit like a vacuum cleaner. They suck up all the love others have to give, but they never spit any back out. Yeah, that can be a bit harsh, but we all know people like that, don't we? We live in a society filled with interruptions and distractions and demands for our time. And so most of us need to make that conscious effort to connect with ourselves. But how do we do this? What does it mean? Well, we need to be connecting with our bodies, with our minds, with our souls and with our hearts. So when we connect with our bodies, we need to make sure we get enough rest. We need to make sure we eat the right food and we need to make sure we get some exercise. How do I do this? Well, I can tell if I haven't eaten enough vegetables over the course of a week or even really over the course of a couple of days because I start to feel a bit ick, my energy levels drop and I know that I start to get more cranky. I also know that I feel those ways if I don't get enough exercise and if I don't get enough sleep, then look out. I'm really very unpleasant to be around. Now, I know that there's a lot of research around sleep in particular and more and more, it's coming out that we do need at least seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And in the last couple of years, that's something I've been really focusing on. I make sure now that at least five nights a week, I'm in bed by between 9.30 and 10, and the lights are off by 10.30. One of my favorite things to do is read in bed. And so I try to take a novel or a really good biography to bed and have a read for 30 minutes, which helps turn my brain down. So there are three ways we can connect with our bodies. What about with our minds? Why is it important we connect with our mind? Well, we have forty to 80,000 thoughts a day. Most of these aren't conscious or complete, but we also make 30,000 decisions a day. So the cognitive load on our mind is immense. When you hear things like that, it shouldn't surprise you that Barack Obama wore only a blue suit or I think a black or a dark gray suit every day and Steve Jobs always wore jeans and a black turtleneck. And many people I know have the same thing for breakfast or a regular morning routine every day because they don't require a thought. It's something that you've already done or you've built into a routine, so it's one less decision or a couple of less decisions you need to make. I'm not very good with that. I love breakfast and I tend to have something different every morning. We also need to make time to be in the moment, and we need to be mindful. One of the things that I do is I cook and I bake, because when I bake, I can't really focus on other things, because baking can be quite easy to stuff up, so you've got to follow the recipe. And later today, just to get you drooling, I'm making some halva brownies. Yum. A couple of other things that we can do for our mind is we can meditate and we can journal. Five minutes of meditation a day can change your brain. And when we journal, for those of you who aren't familiar with journaling, there's a number of ways you can do it. You can just write down every thought that's in your head for a few pages. And Julia Cameron, in her excellent book, The Artist's Way, calls those morning pages. So she recommends that one of the first things you do in the morning is just sit and handwrite the three or four pages of a stream of consciousness. And I certainly know when I've done that, it's got a lot of things out of my head and onto the paper that I've been worrying about so that then I can start the day and be a lot calmer and a lot clearer with what I want to do that day. The other thing I do when I do that morning pages stream of consciousness is I keep a second page next to me of all of the actions that pop into my head of all of the things I need to do. So I have a separate page where I can just write down everything that needs to be done either that day or that week or that month and then I can either do it myself or I can see what I can delegate to somebody else. The third way we can connect with ourselves is by looking after our soul. What do you do that fills your cup? Because if you're not satisfied and have a full cup yourself, then how can you be your best person for the other people who rely on you? Some of the things you could do is spending time with people you love. You know, make some time to spend it with your family and your friends and your kids and the people who mean the most to you. And when you spend that time with them, put your phone away so that you're really with those people. Do things that are only for you. I mentioned that one of the things I do every night is I read, and that's something I do for me. It's one of the things that I love most. And if I don't get to do that two or three nights in a row because I've either been out or I've been too busy watching TV or doing other things that aren't as big of a priority, then I get really cranky. I also haven't done a very good job of training my husband because he likes to have a conversation when I get into bed. And sometimes I need to remind him that reading for that 20 or 30 minutes is part of the time that I need to re-energize so that I sleep well and so that I can focus properly the next day. A couple of other things that you could do to feed your soul. You know, notice your feelings. What do you speak to yourself? What's the self talk that you give to you? Do you have positive self talk where you really say, I'm such a great person, I'm really talented at this, yes, I can do this? Or is it all about, you know, I'm too fat, I'm too ugly, I'm not good enough? If we observe the self talk that we do to ourselves, quite often we'd be yelling at that person who gave that self talk to other people. You would never dream of telling your best friend that they are too fat or too ugly or not good enough. So why do we persist in telling ourselves all of those things a lot of the time? So get rid of that self-talk. And yeah, it's easy for me to say, and it can be really hard to do. But there's ways and techniques that we can work on these. And I'll talk about some of these in future episodes. And then the fourth way that we can connect with ourselves is to be connecting through our heart how can we be more kind? How can we be more grateful? How can we show love? And how can we allow ourselves to be love? Our first love needs to be us, because if we don't love ourselves, then how can we expect others to? How can we become more compassionate to ourselves? Self-compassion is something I think that's really underrated. And this is linked really closely with the self-talk that I mentioned a minute ago. And think about what's your relationship history? One of my girlfriends went from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend from when she was about 15 until I met her when she was in her early 30s. And she just kept on saying to me, I can't understand why none of these relationships work. And I think it was partly because she never spent time to get to know herself and she never get the time to really find out who she was so she could love herself. And she took a break from dating for a couple of years after one of her relationships ended. And sure enough, she got to spend time alone. She got to appreciate who she was and she got to love herself. And then the next guy that she met was the one. And, you know, they've been married for 15 years now and they have a couple of kids. And I know that it's partly because she just took that time to get to know herself. And plus, this guy she met, he's pretty cool and he's really good for her. The other thing we can do, you know, I mentioned we can be grateful. Having a gratitude practice can just make such a difference to our physical selves. Practicing gratitude for as little as 30 seconds a day can reduce your stress hormones, increase the flow of oxygen to your body, and it can make you happier. One of the things you can do to practice gratitude is think about or write down three good things that happened at the end of every day, or three things that you're grateful for at the end of every day. And doing this for seven days in a row can last you and have a positive lasting impact for six months. So think about, is that something that you could build into a routine? Other health benefits of practicing gratitude are that it makes you more patient and more able to make sensible decisions. When you're grateful, you improve your self-care, which comes back to exercise, healthy eating, going to the doctor. It helps you sleep better and longer, especially if you write it just before you go to bed. And Dr. Robert Eamons, a leading gratitude researcher, has done multiple studies that confirm gratitude increases happiness and reduces depression. So have a think about what are some of the things that you can do to connect with yourself? What can you do to connect to improve your body, your mind, your soul, and your heart? I'd really love to know. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram. Use the hashtag, This Connected Life, and and tag me at Mel Kettle, or you're also very welcome to email me and let me know how you're going. My email is mel at melkettle.com. Thank you, stay connected, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at melkettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye.